Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good. It's been mate. a while. <laughs> it's been a while, isn't it? What is it? Been yeah. a month since we last caught up. About a month. Yeah, well, I was away and you're away and God, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of just uh, fallen apart, isn't it? Because because I, I, you did you did say you were going to Australia. I completely forgot you'd gone. And <laughs> for the last the last episode, I was I was like. All right, podcast. I I set up. I was all good to go, waiting for you to come. And then I sent you a text next day. I think it was because I thought, well, maybe he's busy. He must be up to something. There's a reason why you haven't made it. And yeah. uh, and then uh, yeah, I texted you. And in fact, I didn't hear back, uh, which is unusual. So I texted your wife and said, "Is is Oren okay?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you did too. And uh, yeah, you texted back and said, "Yeah, we're in Australia." <laughs> so I was okay. sitting, sitting down, down the Gold Coast. And <laughs> How was it? Were you a good holiday? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yep, the kids had a ball. Mm. The first sort of few days we were there was was really really good. Nice still weather and that. Um, well, yeah, I got I got a bloody head cold halfway through it and ended up a bit bloody crook. But um, other than that, it was good. The kids had a ball. That was the main thing. Yeah. How long were you there for? Uh, ten days. Ten days, and what? So you spent half of that sick. Yeah, I probably the last probably four or four days of that. I'd say I was quite bad. Like on the last day we were there on the Friday, um, I sent the kids and the missus back to they went back to Wet and Wild for the day to go do more water slides and stuff. I stayed stayed back at the hotel and went to bed. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I know, all that sucks. time waiting to go. and I'm, You can still hear it. I'm still clogged up. I'm still, it's a nasty bug that I've got. Yeah, I can hear it a little Not bit in your head. Yeah. It's funny, though, because um, I, I managed to catch a cold off my toddler who keeps, you know, whenever she goes to uh, daycare, she always picks up something. And just before I started, because I'll, I'll get into, like, um, what I'm up to at the moment, because things have changed a little bit in the career side of things. Yeah. But, uh, let's just say I'm on a course at the moment and I, I've only just got over a cough and I'm two weeks into my course and I had this <laughs> terrible cough that I just couldn't shift. So uh, it must be the time of year. Yeah, and I'm the, I was the same, mate. I, I had a like I had a like a really bad flu bug like probably about ten weeks ago now, and um, I got a cough from that and I was only just starting to get over the cough when we went to Aussie and then I got this freaking head cold. So. Mm. There's some nasty bugs around, eh? Well, that's it. I mean, we're so immune to, well, what's the best way to explain it? Ever since we've all been locked away with COVID now, we're all getting these ills and chills again, and we're not used to having them, right? No, that's right. Hopefully this will strengthen my immune system and I'll be good for a couple of years now. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, since you mentioned you've been sick, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. (laughs) I can hear it. Yeah, it's certainly there. It's sort of, don't sound like I'm talking through a pipe. (laughs) What you need, mate, is a good hard whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't actually had anything. Even when I went to Aussie, mate, I only had a few beers over there. That was it, because I was feeling crook half the time. Mm. So it wasn't even there. When, when, even the- when you're sick, drinking's not fun, is it? No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's crack into it anyway. Two, three, four, five, down the tools and up the mic. A truly guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails. And one nails hits We'll review good beers And just shoot the sh** We're R&B And Andy G And this is Tradio Tradio 
episode 54 we're into it and um, as, as we mentioned there we've we've had a bit of a month's hiatus and yep. things have changed a little bit and I do have to apologise if you're hearing traffic in the background you may hear the odd emergency services vehicle go past with their sirens or you might hear motorbikes <laughs> or whatever uh, it's because I'm, I'm sitting in an apartment uh, in Wellington uh, which is my accommodation for the next couple of weeks of the course I'm on at the moment for fire and emergency because I have moved over to fire and emergency now to um, uh, dispatch fire appliances uh, which is kind of where I've been keen to head but um, <laughs> what happened was is that these these four of us or five of us on the course and, and plus the um, the tutor who's actually one of the shift managers in Christchurch so I'll see a lot of her there's someone within the company who is in charge of booking all the flights and booking all yeah. of the accommodation for all the different courses that happen I mean you've got career firefighter courses you've got volunteer courses happening in various parts of the country and then you've got the communications courses which is what I'm on right now yeah. Anyway, I, I I was forgotten about. So, <laughs> uh, so what happened was is that the last two weeks the accommodation has been fine, flights have been sweet the whole for the whole time, um, but they forgot to book me in for my accommodation for the next two weeks. So last week we realised I don't have anywhere to go. Mm. When uh, you know when we move hotels, so all of my colleagues they're in a hotel down the road, and suddenly the the person who does all the organising for fire and emergency had to do a bit of a scramble to find me some yeah. accommodation, and the most expensive rooms in the hotel were left over, and they were just a bit above budget for what they were willing yeah. to pay, so they yep. they found me what I think is a lot better than a hotel room, and it's a full on service department. Which Sweet. has got a dining room, it's got the bed, it's got the lounge, the kitchen, the bathroom. It's it's nicely decked out. It's like an old villa which has just been modernised. Yep. And um, I think it's a lot better. But it's, it's right on the road, which I haven't had a problem with. I, I'm very grateful yep. for this. But uh, you're just going to hear a bit of traffic in the background and uh, that's why. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, eh? Yeah. So in the buzzing metropolis of Wellington at the moment, which I think is the... the it's the first time I've taken the podcast on the road from my side of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah road trip. Yeah. Well, this is, I've got all my recording equipment with me because I've still got the radio show to do. So yep. the radio show's been coming from a mix of Rotorua and Wellington because uh, my first week was spent in Rotorua. So. How'd that go? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's been an intensely <coughs> good course. Um, obviously, having to learn a whole new system. So I've got the, you know, I've got the the basics of taking emergency one 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 calls because I've been doing that with St John for the last year. Yeah. Um, but now it's just doing the same kind of thing, but this time it's um, taking calls for fire. And yep. um, it's just trying to learn the new software and their processes and the standing operating procedures, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yep. And I, I've taken to it really well. The software is, I think it's, it's, it's a lot better than Ambulance. Yeah. Uh, in the way of how fast it is to locate people, find addresses and get help sent. Yeah, and um, yeah, so they've so got a training facility there in Wellington, do they? Like well, a proper, they've got the central communications centre here. So, oh yeah, yeah, is that the rescue centre? Whatever they call it. Um, no, it's, it's the police station. 
okay. Yeah, yep. so it's it's based in the police station, and um, that's where they they've got all the classrooms and things like that. So we've you know we've spent the last uh, week or so just taking pretend calls just to make sure that we've you know got what it takes to be able to put yep. it into the system. They've got an assessment this week, and I think we have a chance this week too to actually take a one 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 call, um, yep. which I'm really looking forward to because I'm uh, most of my colleagues on the course obviously haven't done this kind of thing before so it's all new to them but because I've yeah. got the history there goes a motorbike um, because I've got the history of taking calls I'm actually over the nervousness of that side of it so yeah. I'm actually yeah. looking forward to it yeah yeah, it's going to be good yeah the reason I asked that is the um, Maritime Radio Rescue Centre is down in Wellington as well eh? oh yeah um, so that, that so I found out on the weekend that'll be up um, your alley won't it yeah, well, I just did another course over the weekend, just gone. I did um, VHF radio operators course, so um, it was a whole day on the on Sunday. Mm. But that's just to do with um, being able to do calls in and out to Maritime Radio and Coast Guard and uh, other vessels. So it's all the official stuff. You know, you've got to have an official certificate to actually be able to do it on the Coast Guard boat. So mm. Okay, so what you might be tasked with giving a situation report to someone when you actually go out on a call. Yeah, trip reports, situation reports, and talking mm. to the Westpac helicopter sometimes. But that's, um, that's another course we've got to do. That's like going on to the ultra-high frequency stuff, UHF radio, yeah. that's what they use. So yeah. that or the, or the Eagle helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've got the basics down now, which is good. So. Yeah, well, that's it. When we are at a, at a, like, a, we have to set up a landing zone for the helicopter through fire, we do have a channel where we can talk to the helicopters, which is quite neat. Yeah. Yeah. So have to switch to UHF to do that. Yeah, yeah. So now it's all uh, rolling along quite nicely at the moment. I've just been, uh, just got a couple of little things I've got to finish off, and then I'll be officially doing calls. So Nice. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. I mean, is that one of those things where you're like, yeah, this this feels right, this feels good? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that I've been meaning to do for years. You know, I always thought about joining the Coast Guard. So now that I'm on it, it's kind of like, yeah, this is quite cool. It's a good group of guys on it, you know, good group of people that um, we've got, you know, ground staff, um, communications people and uh, wet crew on our, on our lot. So there's a lot of people that are in the Coast Guard, but they're not actually, they don't go out on the boat. Mm. So... That's quite cool. There's a good good mix of people. Well, that's good, man. So, um, when when do you when can you say you're officially signed off then and able to ride the boat? I can pretty much go on the boat now. Mm. Um, the guys that are on the boat that know me know my background with boating and stuff. So they said, "Oh, if we if we were short on crew, we'd grab you. You know, you could come with us." So, yep. um, but basically, I've just got to get my certificate through now for the VHF radio course. That'll should come through in the next week or so. Um, and then I've just got to set up my 911 response thing on my phone. Mm-hmm. I've got a pager now, but I just the response thing on your phone's a bit easier to use. So. Oh, so that's the app they use to alert you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once that's on my phone, then, yeah, I can just go down. I'll just go from from home. It's only five seconds down the road, so it's good. Yeah, it is. It's really close to you. And here's the yeah. thing, though. I mean, the difference, you know, I'm proud of you, mate. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. But I think the, the thing is with the Coast Guard calls, eh, is that you don't just pop out for 10 minutes. I mean, you're out for hours. Yeah, yeah well, the longest call they had, they had, if they sometimes get back-to-back calls, they can be out for like seven hours. So they, they keep food and water and stuff on the boat all the time and they have grab bags uh, for when we go out we just grab all the stuff that we take on the boat because you never know like they've had 
times when they've had to tow a boat in, they just get back to shore and then the beeper goes again and they've got to go back out and tow another boat in yeah. and then one after another. So They should chuck a couple of fishing rods on it, mate. Yeah, you go, go for a trawl or something. <laughs> Just do some trawling, yeah. <laughs> oh, the funny thing awesome. is, there's no rod holders on it. Oh, <laughs> why am I not surprised? <laughs> As we were, we were talking about Australia there, and the fact you've been on holiday... And um, my, I have a memory of, uh, well, in fact, I've just hit a 10-year anniversary of when I was in Australia and my dad had a cardiac arrest and I ended up giving him CPR on the side of a highway in the Gold Coast. Um, Shit, did you? Yeah, so we've just, we've just hit 10 years of that anniversary. October the 13th, 2013 was the night. So, uh, yeah. 2013 on October the 13th. It wasn't a Friday by any chance. I don't think it was. It was a Saturday. Um, right. I think it was a Saturday. I can verify that quickly. Hang on. I think it was a Saturday. Uh, 2013. So what, was he in the car or something and he had to do it or and he had to pull over and... Yeah. Hang on a minute. Uh, 2013, October the 13th was a Sunday. So oh, what, yeah. what actually happened was that him and I had been to the um, the Gold Coast Sevens tournament at Skilled Park Stadium, and yeah. it was a good day out, just him and I were there, and him and my mum were living in Brisbane at the time, so we, my, my wife and my daughter Ashlyn, and uh, Mia was, I think Mia had just arrived, so she was a few months old, but we were over there on holiday visiting my parents, and we decided, well, we'll go down to Gold Coast, and my dad and I will go and watch the Sevens. So we got a hotel. Anyway, we had a great day at the Sevens. Um, it was Australia versus New Zealand in the final, and New Zealand won. So as you can imagine, we were on cloud nine. We just watched a fantastic day of Sevens rugby, and New Zealand took the win at the end of the day. And as we left the stadium, my mum came and picked us up. And anyway, I jumped in the back seat, my dad jumped in the front seat, and we got about, I don't know, 300 metres up the road, and my dad just slumped over. And... It was like he was talking momentarily, and the next minute he's snoring, you know, that horrible yeah. snoring sound. And we knew straight away he hadn't just fallen asleep. He was just bloody talking to us. Anyway, so we had a look, and my mum recognised it straight away because my dad's had two brain hemorrhages, and he's had a heart attack in the past as well. Shit. And yeah. he's, they're not ready for him upstairs. Anyway, so we're on the we're still round the school park stadium vicinity, and luckily the hospital's there too. Anyway, so we yeah. pull over to the side of the road, and I, you know, I know CPR, so I got straight out of the car. I remember going straight to his door, ripping open his door, and somehow I got him out of his seat. And I have no recollection of undoing his seatbelt, but he definitely had it on. But anyway, I ripped him out of the car, got him straight on the ground, and just got into CPR, and luckily that worked. So I think I was doing CPR on him for about five minutes, and suddenly an off-duty ambulance came past or an ambulance that had just finished a uh, job and they saw what was happening so they quickly stopped and ran over and an off-duty <coughs> nurse had seen what was happening and stopped as well and I'm still Shit. still bloody pumping away while they're getting all their, all their stuff organised eventually yeah. they get the defib hooked up to him and then they take over the CPR but what they said to yeah. me was that my CPR had actually got him going again and um, they were able to just monitor him which was great so yeah. they got the airbag you know they got the airbag on him and were breathing for him and all that stuff so yeah I was doing CPR on my dad 10 years ago on the 13th of October we've just celebrated that anniversary and um, Shit. yeah and he's still with us today he's still compass mentis he's still 
Did he get a stent put in or anything like that? Like with no, the, he's with got the, a he's pulmonary. got an ICD, which is a, a little defibrillator implanted into his chest, and oh, yeah. it's about the same size as I don't know what can I compare it to. Jeez, I don't know. It's 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 just like a little disc about the size of the palm of your hand, and it's actually implanted into his chest. And it's just connected to his heart via wires. And what happens is it monitors his heart. And if his heart goes out of rhythm, it gives him a shock. Ooh, and fuck. yeah, so <clears throat> they, they can feel it happen, whoever has these ICDs. Um, yeah. But he, he says he hasn't really felt it do anything in the 10 years that it's been in there. And he yeah. has a special machine that actually sits next to his bed on his bedside table and actually just monitors the activity. And apparently over the years, he's had a few... Uh, he's had a few um, events with his heart, but he's never felt it. And uh, yeah, the, oh. the the reporting's quite amazing. He's about to get a second one put in because the battery's getting. Is I was going to say, how often do the batteries you go like like plug it in like a cell phone at night? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? But then yeah. I can imagine that over the last ten years, technology has improved so much that I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they put one in that he can just charge by pushing. Something probably like wireless it. charging now, eh? You just yeah. get one of those pads, stick it on. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the battery life in the one that he's got was only supposed to last about seven years, but I guess not a lot has happened with his heart, so it hasn't needed to do anything. So the battery life yeah. has become is ten years now. But I think in six months he's got to have another one put in, and they can do it under, under local anaesthetic too, so he's not having to be knocked out <laughs> completely. But yeah. uh, all they do is just they just cut a pocket above your. It's his left nipple, I think, his, his, left, his left chest. They just cut a little pocket there and just slotted it in. <laughs> <laughs> Medical yeah. stuff, eh? It's crazy. But anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, talking of Australia, that's a, a memory that just uh, we celebrated recently, 10 years to the day that um, I was given the old man CPR on the side of a highway in Gold Coast. <laughs> well, he's lucky you knew what you were doing and lucky you were there. Yeah, but it's just a surreal moment, like... I still remember everything that happened, but I just remember we were on the side of a massively busy road, and I do not remember the sound of the traffic. And my memory just tells me that I was giving CPR, and that's all I could hear. I couldn't yeah. hear the cars. I couldn't hear anything going on. You know, it was just crazy. It was a weird situation. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was dead when I pulled him out of the car. Yeah. He was he was gone. Oh, fucking freaky, eh? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I'm blown. glad I'm glad I did that medical course just recently though, with all the CPR and everything, because I didn't really remember how to do it properly and stuff. But now that I've done that course, it's like, oh yeah, you know, got yeah. it all. Yeah, fresh again. So it's it's good. worth knowing. And to anyone who's listening that doesn't have their first aid, it's so worth doing. A lot of people go, oh, but it's two days. If you, it's if, worth it. It is worth it, especially if you have to do it on your own family. You know, it's just knowledge that's so worthy of having. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't just use it. If you have to do a first aid course for work, for instance, or to be a volunteer for whatever, you don't just use it for that. It could be handy wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah, You could save anybody's life. Yeah. Oh, my ass! I've been sitting on my ass too much today eh, in the car. <laughs> Freaking did about 300 k's today. <laughs> do you Freaking get, butt's gone to sleep. Do you get a sore tailbone as well? Oh, sometimes eh, if I'm in the car all bloody day. Yeah. Yeah. I find that with uh, with my job, eh? It's sitting on your ass all day. Tailbone is sore, man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Need to get an ass sage when you <laughs> yeah. for the day. Or, or sit on a <laughs> sit on an inflatable donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Never get one of those for the car. <laughs> so I've learnt um, travelling around 
um, over the last, well, it's been two weeks already, and at this stage I've still got two weeks to go, so one week in Rotorua so far, one in Wellington. I'm into my second week in Wellington. And because I'm on a course right now, I've been eating out every night, and lunch is, <laughs> lunch is paid for at work, and then breakfast has been a mix of restaurants or at work. And I tell you what, man, I, and I know I'm in control of this, but boy, I've chucked on a couple of kilos, which I didn't, <laughs> which I didn't need to put on. Um, like being on holiday. It, yeah. is, it is in a way. And I was able to go home on the weekend, just go on to see the wife and kids, which was nice because um, Foreign Emergency paid for us to go home. And yep. And that's exactly what my wife said to me. She goes, well, I know you're busy with your course, but it's kind of a holiday, really. And I said, yeah, well, I suppose I know what you're saying. She goes, yeah, because, you know, you go do your course and then you go back to your room and you don't have to deal with these three little shits. And she was talk, <laughs> talking about the kids. You're going to palm them off to you when you get home, you know that, eh? Oh, I know, mate. And, you know, that's fine. But, um, yeah, the, the eating side of it which I've been, I'm trying my hardest to control. It's just not easy because it's just such a static job yeah. as well. And um, is, um, is foreign emergency paying for your dinners and stuff? Yeah, it's all covered. Yeah, oh, and if we have to buy anything, we just put the receipts in. But yeah. the, the point I'm trying to get to here is that when I've been staying at various hotels, we've, we've gone to the bar and we've had a drink or two, you know, before dinner. Yeah. But the, the just, it's madness. It, like... And I know I paid for it, and this is this is totally on me. But I paid for two beers, and the price I paid for two beers, I could have easily bought a box. And I just, <laughs> honestly, you know, thirteen, fourteen dollars for a glass of beer. Yeah, um, it's out of control, eh? It's just crazy, man. And it happens when you pay people minimum wage of twenty-two bucks an hour or whatever it is. Yeah, I know. But anyway, like I said, I know it's up to me to stop buying them, but it's nice to have one or two when you're out. And yeah, uh, yeah. I just can't believe the cost. I mean, the, the, most of my budget has gone on like a handful of beers. You know, that's <laughs> that's where most of the foreign emergency don't cover alcohol, which is completely yeah, understandable. Yeah. But yeah, the, the price of alcohol when you're out just it just turns you off it. It just yeah, yeah, ridiculous. They wonder why, and it's like having a. It's kind of having the opposite effect. Eh? They're like, oh, I'll put the minimum wage up, and that'll help these people in these minimum wage jobs earn more yeah. money. Well, actually, no, it won't because. For that, you know, like you say, your beer has gone from being six dollars a glass to thirteen dollars a glass, and people aren't going to go out. So therefore, yeah. those companies aren't going to make as much money. They can't afford to pay the twenty-two dollars an hour. So it's just a spiral effect down the gurgler. Oh, you know exactly. So, and you know the, the markup's intense, but then some of these hotels or bars they have they have happy hour, you know, and happy hour is sometimes two hours long. But you know, you go and buy a beer during happy hour, and you look at the price, and you, that still doesn't make me happy. No. <laughs> when I was in Rotorua, I was staying at the Novotel, which is just on the lakefront. Yeah, and, that's nice there. Yeah, yeah. and so got a bit, of a, a bit of a surprise. I mean, this was my first night there. We just, I've just met my colleagues who are on the course with me, and we were all just sitting in the bar having a yarn and, and, and having an expensive beer. And I went to the bathroom. And as I walked into the bathroom, straight ahead of me was, um, was a, a toilet cubicle, but it had, like, this massive gap down the door. And I could see this dude having a shit right in there. <laughs> And I was like, this is fucking awkward. Um, so the door doesn't quite shut flush. And if you're having a shit in this particular cubicle, everyone who's going to walk in there is going to see you having a squat. <laughs> and 
Um, yeah, that was one of my first experiences of being at the Novotel. Did you wave? Did you go, hey, bro? <laughs> yeah. It's like, how is it, mate? Uh, how's it? Are you, are you doing all right in there? <laughs> You're looking a bit flushed. <laughs> yeah. I've been straining one out. <laughs> I'm actually starting to stay away too for work, so a bit more. Like uh, next week, I'm I'm up in Auckland for a night, so um, and that's going to probably be once a month from now on. Mm. So just stay up at uh, I think it's Green Lane up at the Novotel there, probably. Yeah, do a night there because try and see as many customers as Auckland in two days as I can. Yeah, then, I think uh, to a degree, it's nice to stay away because you know you get a bit of get a bit of um, outside luxury and. Yeah, your meals are paid for, but uh, you know it's it's very strange. Like you don't, in my position, for instance, you kind of get a little bit over eating out every yeah. night and sleeping in a different place. <laughs> yeah, especially. So, what do you got? You got one one week in Rotorua and then three in Wellington, is it? Yeah, that's what it will end up being. So I'm now yeah. I'm now in week two in Wellington. Yeah. So, this so you're going home this weekend or no, you're just there for the two weeks now? No, just been home. So I'm here for two weeks straight. So I'm going to have to find ways to fill my weekend. And I'm thinking the first thing to do is go and have a tour of Parliament. <laughs> yeah. Go and have a, have, a look, have a look around Parliament and then maybe go for a wee hike up Mount Victoria. Um, have you been to Te Papa, the museum? I have been there, yeah. I haven't been there for three years, though, so I might. might might nip down there. I mean, everything around me is walking distance here, so it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's good, eh? Yeah. Get out uh, and see the city. Yeah, so you got to try and find something to fill the weekends. But um, at the end of the day, though, I was thinking to myself, you know what, the last few weeks have been pretty busy. When it comes to the weekend, why don't I just fucking lay back and do nothing? Got Netflix? Yeah, yeah, the TV's a smart TV. I've been, I'll tell you what, I've been watching the David Beckham documentary. Hi. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> yeah. watch. Yeah, he's a, he's a humble yeah. fellow, yeah. But, so, but anyway, yeah, so I've been watching a um, bit of Netflix and that and... Um, it's not too shabby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good to have a break. Like even a change like that's as good as a break. Eh? Sometimes you just get yeah. away and reset your mind. Yeah, miss the kids though. Yeah, and my yeah. wife. Of course, I miss the wife. Yeah, too. and your wife, and, and the wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> miss kids. Oh, and the wife. And the wife. Better, better add that in. I mean, she doesn't listen to the yeah. podcast anyway, so she's not going to hit me up about that. Yeah, yeah. She might listen to it. She might miss you and want to hear <laughs> your voice. Yeah. Oh, it was so nice to catch up with her, though. <laughs> quite a few of my colleagues at my fire brigade listen to this podcast, right? And it's it's quite good because they 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 actually take you know take the opportunity to listen when they can, which is quite neat. And um, they they do give me feedback occasionally, and you know some of the feedback is it's fantastic bullshit. I love it because it's just <laughs> a mix of everything. But then another yeah. one of my colleagues came up to me, and he said, "You swear a lot." Um, so I'm going to make a solid effort to stop swearing so much on the podcast because because I was just thinking, like, what you said to me, you know, you, you swear a lot on the podcast. And I was like, well, actually, it's a bit of a release. You know, it's, it's a chance for me yeah, to yeah. just chill, but chill out and just do what I want. And All the verbal diarrhea just comes out, eh? It does. <laughs> um, but then I thought to myself, well, actually, he's got a point because I don't swear a lot normally. And yep. I've been on the radio for like, 20 plus years and you're trained not to swear when you're talking on the radio so you know why am I doing it on the podcast and obviously yeah the podcast is something that we're in control of and we can do what the, what we want on it 
But I thought, yeah, maybe I do have a bit of a potty mouth. Um, especially, <laughs> and, and my kids do sometimes listen as well. They, they have found the podcast on various platforms and they have been listening. I mean, the kids have heard me saying choice words at home, but... Maybe, just maybe, you need to have a swear jar. Maybe I'll swear do. jar next to you. Well, that's it. I was thinking maybe have a swear <laughs> jar and every time I do swear... And then I'll put some money into it and I'll donate that money to either your Coast Guard crew or my fire crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's been in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, the odd swear word's fine. And swear when I yep. want, but I do need to pull back on it. I do need to stop swearing so much. So I will make a concerted effort for our dedicated listeners uh, who do enjoy the podcast that maybe not the odd F word every second sentence. Yeah, I've got to watch my mouth sometimes too, eh? Like, you know, when I'm out dealing with customers and, yeah, you know, it might be talking to the one of the guys on the machine shop floor and you can swear a little bit and have a bit of, a ban- bit of banter, eh? But yeah, then the next thing you're like talking to the owner of the company or the managing director <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. So you've got to pull it in a bit when you yeah. <laughs> rein it in. That's right. There's, there's lots of different levels of speech, isn't there, when you're in work? Yep. Yeah. Try and be prim and proper. Yeah, because I, I met like the, the the two top bosses of fire and emergency today. They came and had lunch with us at work, and yeah. you know your whole demeanour is you know you straighten your back and make sure all your shirts are ironed properly. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, they were good, good, good dudes. But uh, you know, still, you do act a little bit differently, and you sort of pull yourself in a little bit, don't you, when you meet people. Yeah. So what do they think of, like, are any of your other colleagues there on the course, are they active volunteer firefighters or anything like that? Everyone has a connection of some type. Um, they're yep. not volleys, but they have partners who are. Um, and there's one that has a partner who's a career firefighter and oh, yeah. one who's got some experience in the emergency services but uh, wants to get into airport fire. Oh, yeah. So, yep. yeah, there's, there's definitely a connection with everyone, which is quite neat. I mean, everyone has a rough understanding already of what's involved in the course. And, yep. yeah, it just makes the training a lot easier because everyone's sort of in the same zone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, good. But, uh, yeah, more to the point, I'm going to curb the swearing a little bit on the old potty and see <laughs> how we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking whiners. <laughs> I was trawling on social media, which is uh, what I can be quite good at when I'm in, uh, having a bit of downtime. And <laughs> I like to share these when I find them. And I found this uh, post, which simply says, choose a superpower, but the next commenter can choose a side effect. And I thought, this is quite good. You know, so if someone puts a yep. superpower down, then it's up to everyone else to choose a side effect if you got that superpower. And I'll read you some of the funnier ones that pop Is it out. like having X-ray vision without the ability to see through underwear? <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what, it, what it's about. So here's some of the funnier ones. There's only six of them that I really pulled out of this. Uh, so choose a superpower, but the next commenter can choose a side effect. So someone wrote... The ability to instantly master any skill observed or used against me. And then the side effect that someone added to that, your bones turn to rubber. <laughs> turn to rubber. Yeah. Uh, At least you wouldn't break. Yeah, exactly. It's called floppy. It'd be called floppy Joe. Floppy Joe. <laughs> someone wrote invisibility. But then the side effect is, but only your clothes. 
only your clothes. <laughs> so imagine having an invisibility, but it's only your clothes that go invisible. Um, you like the invisibility cloak on Harry Potter. Yeah. Ability to change red lights to green with my mind. And the side effect says, but when it goes green, you get temporary paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, someone here wrote, super speed. Side effect, unable to stop. <laughs> unable to stop. <laughs> you like just running around. Yeah. Uh, this one here says, ability to read minds. The side effect, but you hear their thoughts only in fluent Mandarin. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And <sighs> and this one here, this is the last one. So choose a superpower, but the next commenter can choose a side effect. This one here says infinite knowledge, but the side effect, you have a ten second memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It was so good. I looked through it. There were heaps and heaps of them, but those were the ones that actually made me chuckle. So, yeah, I thought I'd share it. <laughs> X-ray vision with the inability to see through playing cards. <laughs> you can't cheat a poker then. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I just thought of a real good one. you got Superman's ability to fly, but you're afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of social media. There was a video that did the rounds. I think you might have been in Australia at the time. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but you know how the police quite often do the breathalyzer tests? They do the stops and you have to drive through, you know, a checkpoint and they literally just breath test everyone that goes through the checkpoint. Yeah. Um, there was one, um, I can't remember which part of New Zealand it was now thinking about it, but uh, these, these guys went through, but it was a left-hand drive and <coughs> the police officer didn't realise and breathalyzed the passenger in the car. Um, yeah. who actually was sober, so let them on through, but didn't actually pick up that the steering wheel was missing. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm right into the bag. Yeah. Thanks, see ya. <laughs> yeah. So you can literally, you could probably find it easily by just Googling left-hand drive car passenger breathalyzed, and you'll probably find the video. It's fantastic. Um, you know what would have been even funnier? As if the passenger was hammered. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, and they that's went like, way over the limit or something, yeah, and they'd be like, oh, please yeah. step out of the vehicle. I was like, why? I'm the passenger. Yeah, that, that, would, have been, that would have been the cherry on top, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, it would have been great. Yeah, for the sake of our audience, um, here's the audio. I'll play it for you. Ready? How are you? Good. Just our contacts. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five. Have you guys had a good day? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Sweet Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You get the idea is that the passenger in a left-hand drive car was breathalyzed in New Zealand. We drive on the right, which is why it's funny. But yeah, you make a good point. If the if the passenger, the front seat passenger, had been hammered, that would have been even better. <laughs> All right, mate. Do you, do you fancy a dad joke of? I can see what I can find. A rat. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Why do women always like to have sex with the lights off? I don't know. Because they don't like to see a man having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I met the guy who invented window sills. What a ledge. <laughs> what a ledge. <laughs> How is a woman like a condom? <laughs> Dare I ask? <laughs> 
both both spend more time in your wallet than on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've got the crass dad jokes today, and I've got the pretty straightforward. Um, oh, I've only got a couple of crass ones. Yeah. <laughs> so on the subject of wives, my wife complained that I never buy her flowers. I didn't even know she sold flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the blind prostitute? No. Well, you got to hand it to her. <laughs> <laughs> My wife actually told me that sex is better on holiday. It was not a nice postcard to receive. <laughs> <laughs> How was Christmas like your job? I don't know. <laughs> You do all the work and the fat guy in the suit gets all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> You've done this one, eh? I heard the people in Saudi Arabia don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. I think you've done that one. No, I haven't done that one. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> like you a, have. <laughs> what's the difference between Tiger Woods and Santa Claus? Oh, I don't know. Santa stops at three hoes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still on the subject of the wife, actually. My wife and I decided that the key to a good marriage is going out for dinner twice a week. So I go on Tuesdays and she goes on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> what did the cannibal do after he dumped his girlfriend? <laughs> oh, fuck. I just... <laughs> Wiped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> How can I even top that? Oh, that's hideous. <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. Uh, I'll give you this one. 6.30 is my favourite time of day. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, sorry, mate. The cannibal one is just terrible. That's, uh, I have no words. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. <laughs> So, mate, at, at the start of the podcast there, you were talking about uh, a couple of events that happened on the plane when you were uh, flying over to Australia. Uh, just to wrap up the podcast, just just share the story about what happened. I'm intrigued. I've done heaps of flights all over the world, me and the missus, you know, like, and, and very rarely been delayed or had any issues, you know. We've been pretty lucky. I'll tell you what, <coughs> both flights had events, and you wouldn't believe it, like when we left Auckland, um, the, the plane, there were some issues getting some luggage onto the plane. They couldn't get it to fit on properly or something. So we were freaking delayed by eight. We were on the plane and we're sitting on the tarmac. They were still trying to get shit on the plane. So we're, we're like an hour, hour and a half late getting away because they couldn't get the shit onto the plane. That's an annoying delay. <clears throat> and that was a big delay. And then we finally got away. We got airborne, and then we're halfway across the Tasman, and the, one of the hostesses comes over the microphone and says, is there a, a doctor or medical personnel on board? Can you please make yourself known uh, urgently to staff? Mm. So this doctor must have been on board, and I heard him talking to his colleague afterwards, and he was a doctor. And uh, anyway, he got up, they took him up to the first class or business class area, and what it was was um, some old fella up there, bloody – must have gone to walk out of the thing. He had a bit of a light headedness and fell down and smashed his head on the flip in one of the, the chairs, oh. split his head open and stuff. Eh? And um, So they had a medical emergency on board. Never had that before. Mm. So we landed in Brisbane and then they had to blim and <clears throat> get this guy off the plane. So they, they told everyone to stay in their seats until the medical personnel had been on board and got this person off. 
So that was enough. It was about 45 minutes, I think. It took them to get it all sorted. Drinking too much top shelf champagne. Probably, probably pissed or something. <laughs> so that was that was that was one. And then you know we finally got off, but you know we were going to do a couple of things on the way up to um, Sunshine Coast, but we ended up getting cut short, and we didn't really get time to do too much. Um, so anyway, that was one. And then on the way home, where well, we got it was a Qantas flight, and we got on the plane, and uh, the captain comes over and goes, "Oh, we're just having a couple of mechanical issues with the plane, so we're just getting some some engineers down here to have a look." So these engineers came on the plane and there was one of the doors wouldn't shut on the plane. And we're like, well, that's not very good. So these engineers got on and they managed to adjust, adjust the door and got it all sorted, got it to close and stuff. So that was sweet. They got off and we backed the plane out and the engine started up and then the little trolley thing drove off and we sat on the runway and we sat there for probably like 15 minutes. And I thought, this isn't good. We sat there and next thing you know, the plane starts taxiing back into the terminal. Oh, goes back to the terminal and the engines turn off and we're like ah and then the captain comes over and goes um sorry about the delay ladies and gentlemen we've we've got a disruptive passenger on board which we need to remove so please stay (laughs) in your seats so next thing you know the police came on board got this guy out of his seat and dragged him off the plane (laughs) really did you find out the guy was yeah he'd been he'd been on the piss or something and he got quite abusive with one of the hostesses or something oh yeah, so they dragged him off the plane. And again, then they were probably a good hour late getting away from the terminal, so more than an hour probably. So, oh, so you kind of you made up the time on the way back from what you lost on the way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite funny. Eh? It was like two flights in a row with we had issues on, you know. Wow. What an idiot, though. I mean, why would you kick off in a plane? Because you know you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know you're going to get thrown off. You're just, uh, yeah. just being a twat, eh? That's it, eh? Oh, well, I hope the old fella who uh, had the medical uh, issue is okay. I mean, sure, bumping your head pretty hard's not good. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. But no, that was that was quite interesting, eh? And, uh, and plus, on the way back uh, on the Qantas flight, my bloody headset wouldn't work. You know, like oh. listening to the movies, oh. and my and, and it was happened to be the seat that my young fella was sitting in, and he got he was a bit tired, and he got real pissed off and grumpy about it. So I said, "Well, you we'll swap seats. You can have my seat." because my one's working, and I'll just chill out for the flight home. I don't really care because I was feeling a bit crook. So mm. so I end up just sitting there on the plane the whole way home. <laughs> no TV. <laughs> yeah, well, having done a bit of flying, um, we got Disney Plus at home, and you can download movies on it. We can download yeah. download episodes of whatever. But I downloaded a few movies and, you know, watched that on Bluetooth. That was quite cool. That was quite yeah. cool. Obviously, I was only in a small plane, so I didn't have the built-in screens on the seats. But How long is the flight? Did you go from Rotorua to Christchurch direct? Yeah. Well, originally had to go Christchurch, Auckland, Rotorua, and then it was Rotorua down to Wellington, and now, yeah, Wellington, Christchurch, Christchurch, Wellington. So the flight, as soon as you, as soon as you get to altitude, it's like, oh, we're now descending. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're now at 30,000 feet for the next 35 seconds, <laughs> then we're on our way down. <laughs> Here's the thing, when I flew back up from Christchurch yesterday, the woman next to me had a had a big pot plant. And 
I don't I don't really understand why she was allowed to hold on to it because generally you've got to stow away everything. But yeah, yeah. obviously a pot plant, it was quite a sizable one and um, it was quite difficult to put up in the overhead lockers, so I guess that's why she was allowed to hold on to it. But anyway, we're coming into Wellington and if you know Wellington well enough, it's bumpy as hell when you're trying to come in. And um, this was a very bumpy flight in yesterday and the plane, you know, the I love turbulence, right? I, I'm a big fan of turbulence. I love it. But, we, you know, part of the turbulence yesterday, we had a bit of a couple of zero G drops, you know, where the plane goes, and yeah, suddenly you're like, you're floating. I love yeah. that. Anyway, this woman's pot plant did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it went everywhere. It went yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she made it oh, most of the way. Yeah, she made it most of the way. <laughs> oh, I felt bad for her, though. I mean, she went through all the effort to carry this pot plant. How the freaking hell do you get a pot plant on an aeroplane? That's but funny, I eh? I don't know why. Couldn't, couldn't she get something similar in Wellington? Why did she have to go to Christchurch and yeah. get it? <laughs> I was not bringing live chickens on board or anything like that, eh? <laughs> uh, uh, that's only on the Rarotongan flights, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually. Got to get the chickens from island to island somehow. <laughs> yeah. You see some so, shit. So, yeah, with a combination of that and then getting crooked and then, <clears throat> you know, because Blake, well, my young fella, he got crooked as well at the start of the holiday. So I, I might have got it from him or mm. from the We both got it from the airport or whatever, but he was over it in like two days like kids are. Mm. And uh, he was away again. And the queues, mate. Don't ever get an. Uh, don't go to the fucking theme parks over there in the middle of school holidays. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the Australian school holidays, I think, are staggered by a week, aren't they? Yeah, so but New South Wales has got the same as us. Mm. So even once all the Queenslanders had gone back that that last week, we were there. All the New South Wales people drove up and came to the theme parks. Everyone we bloody spoke to was from like, oh, yeah, no, I'm from New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you fucking go back there so we can have a fucking turn on your rides? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even at uh, even Wet and Wild, we went twice. I, I went one day to Wet and Wild, and then I sent the kids back with the missus for another day um, when I stayed back at the hotel. But, man, it was busy. We, we'd spend the whole day there, and we went in the wave pool, and we did two hydro slides. No. That was it. It was so busy. That's mad. Like, it was not even enjoyable it was that busy. All right, mate, always good to catch up. Um, I'm going to leave you with this wee thought for the day. Uh, car horns. Now, you and I are big on our music, and I always wondered, car horns, they should only be allowed to be in the pictures of C, E, and G. So whenever two people honk at the same time, it will be in harmony. And traffic jams will just sound like symphonies. <laughs> <laughs> love you and leave you. All right, mate. See ya. See ya. Trading.